Welcome to Newsmax Daily for Thursday, October 26, 2023. A great day for America and a terrible day for America. Helicopters, multiple sirens, uh, multiple sirens from cops and also ambulances as well. It's just an extremely hectic situation. Uh, uh, luckily, we were able to kind of get inside and get to a safe, uh, secure location. My daughter and I... Um kind of looked in the wrong direction at the wrong time, and we saw about two to three dead bodies there in the entrance of the bowling alley. Witnesses of last night's deadly shooting in Lewiston, Maine, where at least 16 people are confirmed to have been killed, dozens of others wounded, the two area hospitals overwhelmed, schools are closed today, and as of now, a massive manhunt for the suspect continues. We have uh, literally hundreds of police officers working around the state of Maine uh, to investigate this case, to locate Mr. Card, who again is a person of interest and a person of interest only. And we'll continue to gather information so that we can bring uh, the suspect to justice. That's the commissioner for Maine's Department of Public Safety. The suspect is identified as a 40-year-old Army reservist with a history of mental illness, a firearms expert who, according to police, was committed to a mental health facility for two weeks this past summer. With those skills and mental health, he's also what they call a worst-case scenario suspect. Hopefully, by the time you're listening to this podcast, he will have been taken into custody safely. I also suspect that by the time you are listening to this, you're also already hearing renewed calls for stricter gun laws and an assault weapons ban. And I say again, anyone that wants to kill people to do harm is going to find a way to get a weapon and do it regardless. We also know this guy has serious mental health issues and probably should have been off the streets. I'm almost certain I have covered so many of these shootings over the years. I'm almost certain we will also find out about all kinds of red flags. It's so, so unfortunate, so sad, so much pain and grief for no reason. The other big story. On behalf of the House Republican Conference, we are unified and so proud to have elected Mike Johnson as Speaker of the People's House. After three weeks, the U.S. House finally has a new speaker, Representative Mike Johnson of Louisiana, the lesser-known Republican from the state of Louisiana. His in-state colleague, Steve Scalise, you may recall, was the first potential replacement of Kevin McCarthy, introduced the new speaker at the news conference Wednesday. It is my great privilege to introduce the 45th speaker of the House, my dear friend, Mike Johnson, the speaker. Thank you, Stephen, and thank you, uh, Tom and Elise. This is an extraordinary team that has been assembled here to serve the American people. Steve Scalise represents so much in our home state of Louisiana. Uh, one of the things he, he truly represents is perseverance and hope. And as he was talking here just a moment ago, I was reminded of the scripture that says suffering produces perseverance, perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. What we need in this country is more hope. The, the, the people have lost their faith in our institutions. The, 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 their faith is at an all-time low. And, and one of the reasons they've lost it is because the Congress, over the years, has not delivered for the American people well enough. We're in the majority right now. 
we've gone through a little bit of suffering. We've gone through a little bit of character building. And you know what it's produced? More strength, more perseverance, and a lot of hope. And that's what we're about to deliver to the American people. Yes. We are going to speak, we're going to speak with clarity and conviction and consistency to the American people. We're going to tell them what we're for, what agenda we are pursuing, and why it is best for every American, why it will give them more liberty, opportunity, and security. We're going to speak to that clearly. We're going to act consistently, and we're going to exhibit two things here, trust and teamwork. And this group will deliver for the American people. I said it in the chamber, and I will say it here. We're going to govern well, and I think the people are going to be very pleased with those results. We're so grateful, I'm so grateful and so humbled to have gotten a unanimous vote on the floor by all of my colleagues here. Um, Mike Johnson has only served in the House for six years. He's now second in the line to the presidency. Florida Congressman Matt Gates, who led the charge for change in the House, spoke with Eric Bowling. The man who changed the speakership and made the House get a true conservative in charge is Florida Congressman Matt Gates, and he joins us now. Congressman, really good to have you. Appreciate your time. Uh, big day. Um, I would say, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it was MAGA versus the Rhinos, and MAGA sent the message to the Rhinos. It's your turn. Their term is history. MAGA Mike Johnson, the new House Speaker, he is a devout man of God. He is a brilliant constitutional scholar. Some of my favorite moments in Congress have been watching Mike Johnson wipe the floor with Jamie Raskin on the Democrat side on the finer points of constitutional law and process. And I know now that the speakership will exist to empower the members of Congress, not the members of the lobbying corps on K Street. That is the principal change. And I want to thank you, Eric, because on some other conservative networks, right, maybe so-called conservative networks, they refused to even give the prospect of a change of the speakership any opportunity to enhance the interests of the American people. And you, you saw the vision to have a more conservative speaker, to have a more honest speaker. We have now delivered on that. We've got to get to our budgeting issues. We're going to pass our Israel support resolution. And we've got to get this border closed all while dealing with a woke and weaponized government. I want to get to the policy in a minute, but I want to stay on that for a second, because you're right. We were here. This, this show specifically said, mm -hmm. take your time, do it right. Get the right person. Don't rush through it. Being correct, being right is better than being first or fast. And some people on other networks didn't like, let me explain why I'm saying this. Minutes, minutes after uh, I'll call him Magic Mike. You can call him MAGA Mike. But I'll call him Magic Mike Johnson. Somehow get got a full house vote, complete uh, the complete GOP voting for him. Within minutes of his getting the gavel, over on Fox News, Carl Rove comes up, and I can't tell you he spent seven minutes explaining why it was going to be so difficult for Mike Johnson, why it was going to be so difficult to keep uh, Kevin McCarthy engaged, and I'm thinking. Who the heck cares if McCarthy's engaged or not? It's time. It's a new, it's a new DC. It's a new speakership. It's a, it's a new GOP caucus, is it not? 
It is, and it would only make sense for Karl Rove, a political mind of yesteryear, to have a moment of nostalgia for a failed speaker of yesteryear. But the last time Karl Rove had a good idea, I think it was like 2004. And wasn't this the guy telling us that there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq? So he's been a purveyor of political misinformation to Republicans for quite some time. I am not a pessimist regarding the speakership of Mike Johnson. I am an optimist. We do have to support him. We've got to back his vision. We've got to unify as Republicans, but we have to have unity with purpose. You see, with Kevin McCarthy, there was only unity for unity's sake and power for power's sake. But we have to use the unity to achieve power that will then result in policy changes that will help our fellow Americans. Mike Johnson has said that the French work week we've been living on in Congress is over. He's a Louisiana man and we're going to buy you hours. So people are actually gonna have to work on Mondays and Fridays. We may have to stay over some weekends to catch up from I think the languishing that has infected the House of Representatives up until this point. And the agenda is a robust one. Israel, our federal budget, making sure that we get our defense bill conferenced and negotiated. Florida Congressman Matt Gates discussing the new House Speaker on the balance with Eric Bowling last night. And opining on the Republican Party is Newsmax host Chris Salcedo. Despite the unanimous vote today for Speaker, the dysfunction of the GOP has been an issue for a long time. The party has papered over these differences for decades. It came to a head with the election of President Trump. The Republican Party, through a combination of media pressure and out-of-touch donor class, has changed its emphasis. As the Democrats remain committed to the fall of the United States, our economy, our constitutional rights, the GOP has morphed from an opposition party to that into a party that seeks to win the approval and the praise of Democrats and their agents in the press. For years, the biased press has push, pushed bipartisanship as the goal when the GOP is in power, and they've pushed majority rule when the Democrats control things. And an alarming number in the GOP, they've bought into this double standard, hook, line, and sinker. Is there any possibility of, I don't want to say coalition government, but is there any possibility that you're just going to need some kind of an arrangement that has Democratic support as well? Uh, this is, uh, you know, discussed. Hmm, that's discussed. And because the GOP covets the approval of the Democrats, the GOP has become the guard dogs for the Democrats' profligate spending, their promotion of crime, of massive illegal immigration, and even the disgusting, vile, and virulent strain of Jew hatred that is now firmly ensconced in the Democrat Party. The hatred of Jews. That's Chris Salcedo. Yesterday, I told you about the Hamas supporters at George Washington University illuminating the walls of buildings with hate speech and pro-Hamas propaganda. Unfortunately, that campus is only one of many seeing the rise of Hamas supporters and anti-Semitism. Greta Van Susteren speaking with Jonathan Greenblatt, the CEO of the Anti-Defamation League picks up where I left off. I don't even understand these uh, these universities. I mean, uh, you know, they're they're weak. They're cowards. I mean, I it's think, like yeah. I mean, it's sort of the the appeasement that you know that we read about in history. I mean, it's like, look, I mean, where where is it okay to cut a baby's head off or to cut you know innocence? I mean, where where are these places that it's like you know sort of you know uh, they give like look at look at Congressman Rashida Tlaib. I mean, doesn't she see the same things the rest of us do? Well, Rashida Tlaib clearly has an agenda. It's not an agenda that's grounded in truth. It's certainly not an agenda that's grounded in the United States. She is giving cover to some of the worst elements 
when she is still on her Twitter feed, at least as of earlier this afternoon, still has a tweet about Israel intentionally bombing the hospital, a claim that was never right in the first place. It was Islamic Jihad. I mean, the whole thing is so sick. But the real question that you are asking is the right one. These university leaders, why do they lack the moral clarity on Jew hatred that they have for every other perceived grievance, every other imaginable transgression? Why is it when Jewish people, are, women are raped, they call that resistance? When babies are, again, burned alive in their cribs, they call that decolonization. The sickness here, the rot here is so deep, we really need a wholesale cleansing in order to fix what's wrong, I think, with you know, these institutions. But it's not even just a few institutions. No, Mine, University not. of Wisconsin, Madison, Georgetown, where I went to law school, Harvard, Columbia, NYU. I mean, you name it. I mean, every single school. Every. I mean, all of a sudden, you know, we peel back the you know the curtain on these schools. Yeah. And what you know, it, it's incredible. Well, let's be honest. In the 1930s, there were many institutions that were pro Third Reich in the United States. I was mentioning this earlier to one of your producers. 1939, Greta, after Kristallnacht. After the Nuremberg Laws, there was a rally in Madison Square Garden. 20,000 people came out to praise Hitler and the Third Reich. Flash forward to today, the moral weakness of these university leaders, of these activists, it is like celebrating what the Nazis did, you know, 70, 80-some-odd years ago. It's scary that history repeats itself. But I will tell you this, this is not a partisan issue. On the right and on the left. No, it's, it's humanity. It's, it's just hum basic it's humanity. Exactly. It's just basic it's humanity. It's a human yeah, issue. It's a and I'm so glad you're talking about it here on the show. Jonathan Greenblatt, CEO of the Anti-Defamation League. And let's go right to the top of the Democratic Party. In his joint press conference with the Australian Prime Minister yesterday, President Biden was asked this question about Israel's attack on Hamas, who he referenced as those folks. In the 18 days since Hamas, Hamas killed 1,400 Israelis, the Hamas-controlled Gaza Health Ministry says Israeli forces have killed over 6,000 Palestinians, including 2,700 chil children. You've previously asked Netanyahu to minimize civilian casualties. Do these numbers say to you that he is ignoring that message? What they say to me is I have no notion that the Palestinians are telling the truth about how many people are killed. I'm sure innocents have been killed, and it's the price of waging a war. I think we should be incredibly careful. I think not we, the Israelis should be incredibly careful to be sure that they're focusing on going after the folks that are the pro propagating this war against Israel. And, uh, and it's against their interest when that doesn't happen. But I have no confidence in the number that the Palestinians are using. Cue up some Chris Berman, stumbling, fumbling, mumbling. You remember when he was in Israel last week, right? He referenced Hamas as the other team. Why can't he just say terrorists or those savage scumbags? At least he said he doesn't have any confidence in the numbers that they're providing. Look, there is no doubt, no doubt innocent Palestinians are being killed because that is part of the Hamas plan, using civilians, men, women, and children as shields. It's horrible. It's very sad, it's extremely unfortunate, but it's war. With all that's going on in the world and in Washington, the Senate hearing on the Department of Energy's due diligence isn't getting that much coverage, obviously, except on Newsmax, of course. Listen to Senator Josh Hawley question the director of the loan program for the U.S. Department of Energy. 
Mr. Shaw, can I just follow up? I, I didn't understand your answer to the ranking member or to the chairman. Did, did you say, so you do attend dinners with industry leaders where they pay to see you speak? Was that a yes or a no? I didn't, I didn't hear. No. I, I attend many, many events, some of which I'm invited to speak at. Where and they don't pay? They don't pay. And many, many don't pay, and some are like paid conferences and others. But one of the things... Wait, wait, I'm sorry, wait, wait. That, that was a yes and a no. So let's just go back. Do, do you attend events where people pay to see you I speak? I have attended where people pay to attend the event. Do you think that's a good idea? I think it's important for us to, uh, to meet potential applicants, American innovators and entrepreneurs who want to scale up their technology. Applicants for loan programs? Applicants for uh, DOE funding. Wait, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You, th you think it's a good idea to go to events where people are trying to get federal money and they're paying to see you? They're not paying to see me. I thought you just said you spoke at events where people paid. Not to see me. I mean, I'm, I'm not that important. <laughs> You're the... <laughs> wow. You'll learn new things every day. You, you are, you, what, what's, what's your title? You're the, the director, director of what? Of the loan programs office. You're the director of the loan programs for the federal government, Department of Energy. People are, who want to get loans from the government are paying to see you, and you think that that's fine? That's not a rhetorical question. I think I've answered that that I go to many conferences and events. I've had hundreds of stakeholder events. The goal is to get people... You're going to, to events where people are paying to see you who want money from the government. You're the director of the loan program. You, do you, you think that that's okay? You don't, you don't see any conflict of interest with that? That's Missouri Senator Josh Hawley, who, yes, is a lawyer. And this goes on for at least five or six minutes. We do a lot of public events, whether it's... You know, and we are very transparent as part of this administration. Every time I get a question, which I, you know, which is hard to answer, we we up, update our blog posts and make sure that everyone knows what we're doing. But the goal of the loan programs office is to get as many people as possible to think that they can actually commercialize their technology. Well, what I think they think is that they can get access to you by paying to go to these dinners. I mean, listen, it may not be an ethics violation. I, it should be. But maybe it's not. I, I just suggest to you, I don't think it's a good look. I don't think it's a good idea to go to paid dinners where people are paying money to get access to you because, in your own words, they want loans. They want loans, federal dollars, taxpayer money. They're paying money to go get access to you. I, I just, maybe that's really common. In fact, <laughs> knowing this government, it probably is really common. But if it is, it's a bad idea. Again, that's Missouri Senator Josh Hawley. And again, this is only the kind of stuff you're going to get on the Newsmax Daily podcast and on Newsmax TV. I'm sure Senator Hawley knows this kind of pay for play is pretty common in Washington. The best part was when Mr. Shaw tried to say that the administration is very transparent. Again, with the transparency. If it were very transparent, we likely wouldn't be having the hearing. Again, campaigning to be the most transparent administration in history. And let's wrap up today's edition of Newsmax Daily with yet more news from the left. 
I know I have said this before. Rob Schmidt has said this before on other News from the Left segments. But this one, this one really is hard to believe. Welcome back. Time now for news from the left. ACLU is suing the state of Tennessee to make it legal for prostitutes to knowingly spread HIV, a deadly disease. The ACLU says the law trying to prevent this in Tennessee is racist. The group tweeted last night, we're suing Tennessee for their aggravated prostitution statute that targets people with HIV with harsh punishment and lifetime sex offender registration. The law is unconstitutional and disproportionately affects black and transgender women, elevating Engaging in sex work from a misdemeanor to a felony based on somebody's HIV status, a protected disability, so claims the ACLU. They believe there should be no penalty for deliberately infecting somebody with HIV and giving them AIDS. The equity movement, in a nutshell, protect the criminals and the people that are doing terrible things to society and to hell with the victims. Terrifying to imagine the ACLU is so race-obsessed they're willing to sacrifice human lives in the name of equity. But, again, not much shocks us these days. Up next, Democrat Dan Goldman, the poor man's Adam Schiff, says it's not Biden's fault for opening the borders and telling illegals to surge here. Watch Goldman say this with a straight face. The Republicans are trying to sabotage the Biden administration's efforts to fix the issues at the border. We're trying... Yes, we've been screaming about finishing the wall and ranting about uh, this illegal chaos for the last three years. It's all been a ruse. We really are trying to sabotage as Biden tries so hard to keep the border closed after telling everybody to surge the border as a candidate in 2020. I mean, every time you think they can't possibly be serious or he has to be making this up, it just gets worse. And the hits keep on coming, as they say. Thank you, Rob Schmidt. Catch Rob Schmidt tonight, weeknights at 7 o'clock Eastern. After a busy day yesterday with the Prime Minister of Australia, the big state dinner, the shooting last night, President Biden has nothing on his official calendar today. But... I do expect him to come out and comment on guns, possibly the House getting back to work with a new speaker. We will see. The striking UAW may have a deal with Ford that could bring the auto union strike to an end with the war in Israel breaking out and the search for a House speaker and everything else that's been going on. We haven't heard much about the UAW strike in the last week or so. The stock markets opening in the red again this morning. Losses can continuing to mount in your 401k and especially for tech stocks. You can keep up with all the news all day long on Newsmax, which is available on most major cable systems, including AT&T, Comcast, Xfinity, Fios, Mediacom, Spectrum, the list goes on and on, and streaming platforms as well like Amazon, Apple TV, Roku, Zumo, Pluto, and more. And don't forget about Newsmax.com. I'm Tony Marino. Thank you so much for checking out the Newsmax Daily Podcast. Share it with your friends and family. Come back tomorrow for more. Try and enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Keep all the people in Maine in your prayers for sure. And keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.